you've been looking pretty good these last few weeks, man. Yeah, I got a, a secret stash of the stuff in the mail. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got the Caldera Lab stuff too, huh? I did get it, dude. This is some great stuff, man. It's a three product regimen. Um, you can go to their website and check the uh, the third party results yourself. You don't have to believe Ray or I, but we've both been using it. It's great stuff. The three product regimen of the good, the base layer, and the clean slate. People who have used it are experiencing smoother and healthier looking skin. It's really great stuff. Go over to calderalab.com and use promo code deluxe for 20% off. This is a great deal, Ray. Yeah. Look good, feel good, live good. That's what I always say. Absolutely. Calderalab.com. Use promo code deluxe for 20% off of your entire order. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. That's DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. Welcome back to Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shear. Joining me, as always, Cleveland's sexiest man, L. Ray Sexton. How's it going, Casey? Good, buddy. How are you, man? Uh, I'm feeling good. We took that nice vacation. Real nice vacation, dude. What? So, other than fucking spreading Caldera Lab all over yourself and uh, making yourself look fucking... Look at you, man. You look fucking great. Yeah, I feel good. You know, I like the sun, man. I'm having a good time. So every time, instead of doing podcast research last month, I just laid in the sun. So now I remember you telling me this before we took our break that that you actually signed up for. Oh, and yeah. I was I was busting your balls about it because that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, that you signed up for a tanning booth. Fuck yeah, I go tanning, man. I'm telling you, it's it's perfection. It makes you feel really good. <laughs> so, what? So, tell me, what's the like? Why? Why don't you just go out in the in the sun? Like it's summertime. I live in an apartment. Okay. What am I gonna go do? Lay on the sidewalk in front of my apartment? Like get a chair and set up on the sidewalk? <laughs> why not? And two, I can roll into the tanning place and in. 10 minutes i'm in and out ah that's it man 10 minutes if i do it it takes like a half hour you know you got to flip another half hour you're you got an hour invested tanning booth i go in it's a stand-up i'm in and out and well i'm up to 12 minutes now because that's you know got to stay golden brown for the rest of the summer (laughs) no wait a second no wait a second the tanning booths that i that i think of when i think of a tanning booth is 
the old like old school you go in and lay down you put the gimmick in your eyes and yeah, you lay down in the thing of, yeah you're thinking of like those spot from like the murders like the the horror movies where they murder <laughs> yeah yeah they got those too but i like the stand-up ones you just stand there and and, and don't tell them but i don't use those stupid eye things well, the stand-up ones seem more sanitary, to be honest with you, because you're not actually touching anything, right? You just stand there. Right. You just stand there. You hold on to these two handles. That's it. You're done. Oh, no way. <laughs> so this is all new to me. I've never done that because I've been a roofer for 20 years, and I just get this nice color. Well, I mean, you're you're yeah. darker than I am. Yeah. Well, I paid for it. I better be darker than you. <laughs> but so why... Why do you have to hold on to handles? Well, because you got the thing. I don't wear the things on my eyes. I just close my eyes. So if you're standing there, you want your arms up so everything gets tan. And you'll you'll get vertigo and fall over in the booth if you're not, like, at least touching it with your fingers. That makes sense. That makes sense now. Yeah, because actually, like, I've been uh, in the last couple of weeks since we've been off, I've been trying to better myself. And one of the things that I've been working on is balance. Mm. And, and this is only like, honestly, within it's weird that you bring that up because this is only in the last couple of days. <clears throat> but one of the things that like to test your balance is almost like the karate kid, like the, the crane kick type thing. Yeah. But, but when you close your eyes, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. You start losing the sense of where you're at and shit. If you're not, you know, you can't see it's hard to balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And the other thing I like about tanning is that, you know, I told you I started working out. Well, I gave up on that because I discovered tan fat looks better than white fat. (laughs) So now I don't bother with it because now I'm tan and I'm just owning it. Well, I can't see it in my my picture here in the video here, but I have uh, right above my cap. My thing right here is a picture of Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. And he was a part of the Four Horsemen, and one of his favorite uh, or famous lines was "Fat looks better tan." Absolutely, I agree. It's just like when John Daly, when they ask him why he's never been hurt, and he says, "You can't pull fat." <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. Hey, well, it's good to see you, buddy. And uh, you know, getting speaking of uh, getting healthier and stuff, um, I've been doing this uh, intermittent fasting thing, and. I didn't start eating until uh, after 12 today, and I was going to stop eating at 7 um, so then I could get back on track tomorrow and, and go from 11 to 7. Uh, but I haven't seen you in a while, so I'm going to extend my time here until uh, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Cheers. Good to see you, man. Yeah. It was a nice break, but uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Let's talk about, <clears throat> before we get into the stuff that I want to talk about, I, I told you I wanted you to explain something to me tonight. Yeah. We were going to come back strong like after this. Actually, we were going to come back last week. I really felt like shit last week, so we, that didn't happen. But uh, we were going to come back strong with two big interviews. Our friend, our very good friend, Mark Singer, and then another one, uh, Stacy Keach, which I happened to book right after we took our break. And then... Uh, the strike happened, this actor, the SAG and AFTRA strike. I've read a little bit about it, but I don't know a ton about it. I know that 
Mark and Stacy both canceled the interviews because or postponed the interviews because I think that they're worried about like nobody really knows what the rules are and aren't. Um, especially like th- those guys who aren't really actively in the mix as much as you know they're not they're not trying to look for like steady work. And you know I could be totally wrong on this because I don't know their personal lives, but. I mean, they're pretty well established and they're not like out there looking for like regular work week to week. So I think their thing was, is they don't want to get backed into a corner and have to answer a question that kind of makes paints them in a bad light, even if they didn't intend it that way. You know what I mean? With like their their union brothers and all that union brothers and sisters, because you can just say something on a podcast and the next thing you know, it's fucking viral and you look like an asshole. Right. So now. Are you your job? Are you in the union? Yep, I am in the so union. You're, so you're more familiar with how a union works. See, I don't. I don't really. I've never been in a union. The only thing I know about union work is like when with my job when I would go to let's say New York City, and I would meet up with a company who I'm familiar with. Let's say in Michigan, I would always see like extra guys on the roof, and I would say, "Who who are those guys?" Because I've never seen them before. Oh, they're union guys. However many guys we bring into the city, we have to bring or we have to hire that many union guys. Yeah. So basically how a union works is, is you give them a bunch of money and then they tell you, well, we tried, but that's how it goes. You're fired. (laughs) That's basically how. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, the union is there to protect you and get you raises and all that. And uh, I was I was actually uh, a steward for our union for a number of years before I stepped down from that. Cause it's bullshit. Cause everyone hates you and you're the middleman between two people. It's fucking ridiculously stupid. So what does that mean? Let's do You, so it was your boss. You're, you're exactly what, what you just said. You're a middleman. So somebody tells yeah. you something and, oh, and then you, you're the one that has to tell all the guys. Well, no, I'm the one that has to go to the company and say, Hey, this guy's got a problem. Oh, and then the company goes, eat shit. We're not going to do anything about it. So then I got to call the bigger union rep to come down. And then eventually it turns into we didn't do anything. So they filed charges against everybody else. And then there's all kinds of bullshit. I can't tell you how many times I've had to get, like I was once accused of uh, this guy accused me once of saying I had magical powers and that I could <laughs> answer. I swear to God, dude, I had to answer that question in a hearing. Do you believe you have magical powers and can give people cancer? <laughs> no, no, People I don't do people. call me the wizard, but I've never said, yeah, no, I can do a lot of things. I can cast lightning bolts and thunder, but I cannot cause cancer. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it's not good. So, <laughs> you've been with your job for how many years? Oh, 20, over 20 years, right? Yeah, about 22, 23 years, something, somewhere in that range. So has has it is it beneficial to be in the union? Uh, Well, for us, yeah, because a lot of the jobs that we do, you cannot have those jobs unless you're a union employee. Ah. So it does affect our workload because if you're non-union in Ohio, where I live, you can't even bid on those jobs if you're non-union. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a, it's almost like a monopoly kind of thing. Like you scratch our back, we scratch your back kind of situation. <laughs> I remember I used to work for this like 
between jobs, I was working under the table for a guy. He lived up in uh, the Poconos in Pennsylvania, and he was he he would somehow get these big, huge jobs down in Philadelphia. Like mm-hmm. we worked for a football player. He played for the New Orleans Saints, but he went to school in Philly, so he had a top floor suite at this beautiful apartment building in Philly. And somehow this guy that I knew got the job there. And (laughs) I just remember him always telling me, like, don't let anybody see you walking in with your tools because, you know, if the union finds out that we're doing these jobs, they're going to flip. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm 6'2", I'm 6'2", 250 pounds. I have to carry, like, eight bundles of fucking tile up here, all these wood. Like, how am I not going to? And I always, like, nobody ever questioned it, ever. Now, see, our company does. One of the, if we're on a job site, because we worked a lot of the same job sites. I don't. I stay in the shop most of the time. But if we're on a job site and we see a company that we know is not union, we immediately are supposed to ask them for your union cards. And if they ain't got them, then we got to get our union rep down there to have them removed from the, the property. That's uh it's very 50, 60, 70 style, uh, you know, union shit. But, hey, they're not supposed to be there working. They're not supposed to be there. You know, and that I, doesn't have anything like even that, even if that doesn't have anything to do with your job. Nope. It, it It's basically us protecting the other union workers who should be doing that job. Ah, gotcha. Because uh, all government jobs in Ohio, I don't know how it is anywhere else, but all government work, city work, any professional sports, here you have to be in a union to do anything for those people. It's insane. If we ever go right to work, I might as well just throw my pension in the fucking garbage and say, <laughs> So, So, like, for those roofers, for instance, so if they came to Ohio, let's say they came to Cleveland, they had to hire union workers. Like, how you, you work for a specific company. But so how do they, how would those roofers find those roofers to hire or like to bring on for their job for that, for that job? Well, like if we need like, um, like if we need something done out of town, we just go to our, our union and say, Hey, what's a, what's another shop out of town that's in the union. And we'll just call them and say, Hey, can you do this for us? Cause they're card carrying members. So that's how it works. And we, you know, we're not going to drive to fucking Nevada, so we have to sub this stuff out. But it's got to be it's got to be union installers. That's just how it works. Gotcha. But our, so, our union is national, so it's it's easy to do. Okay. So now tell me about the actors and the writers' strike. So the only thing that I, like I've heard, and I could be way off on this, is like studios are wanting to use like an actor's right like when somebody signs a contract like they, they want their rights to like their likeness for the rest of their time is it am i anywhere close to that it's part of it it's um for the writers the writers are upset because the studios think that the ai programs can just write movies which they can but they write shitty movies we both know how the ai writes you know yeah. it's, it's like write us a, a romance novel you know, he bare chested walked across the room. <laughs> right. She licked the table in anticipation. It's just like random shit, you know, but it gets them in the ballpark to where they can do something with it. Right. And the writers, the writers also do use it too. If they get into a, 
a brain fart moment and they're like, yeah, I don't know where to go with this. They just punch it in, they get their next little part and then they go. I don't, I'm not accusing all of them of doing it, but some of them have said they use it that way. So for the writers to use it, I think that's okay. But for the studios to say they're going to try and replace the writers completely with it, because in all fairness, if the AI writes the script and then you give it to somebody like Ryan Reynolds, who's an improv genius or Will Ferrell, they can take that shitty script that the AI wrote and turn it into a great movie because they're going to just do improv after improv until it's a movie. So now you've eliminated the writers altogether. Right. So that's not fair because the writers do work hard. Not all of sure. them. Like the know, only thing I've heard of an, of um, someone actually trying that. And I'm sure there's more cases, you know, if you do more research, but the AEW that I watched the wrestling, mm-hmm. um, the, the owner, Tony Khan has come out and said that he tried to, Right, oh, tried to use it for a yeah storyline by using a like by using the uh, Chat GPT, and it was I guess. So does Chat GPT use like Google searches? Like when you type something in, does, does like do they use all types of different searches? Like how where do they get their information from? I'm assuming some computer nerd somewhere built this thing. Like they locked them in a room, they rounded them all up, and they stuck them in there, and they created this this thing that Spielberg warned us about decades ago. <laughs> and it's only a matter of time till they take over and they, you know, they just eliminate us and take care of their own shit. But uh, I really don't know much more beyond like they're mad about AI. Uh, they'd like some more money. Obviously everybody wants more money. And uh, the actors can't really do dick unless there's, you know, writers to write shit for them to, to work off of. So it's more of they're more on a, a solidarity thing like, uh, yeah, fuck this. We're going on strike for those guys, because let's be honest, most of the big actors, this isn't going to hurt them at all because they, right. can, they can go years between movies and it doesn't change their lifestyle at all. So this is just more of a show of solidarity to the writers who I'm sure most a lot of them are friends. Sure. Them, you know. Well, the so going back to the, what Tony Khan was saying, so whoever like co- came up with this or r- writes this or programs this ChatGPT, when he said, you know, write a current script for next week's AEW Dynamite, like the storyline that they came up with, it, it was so far back in the in the past. Like it was, he said, like it it, it was you know beneficial. Like it could have been beneficial with things that it was saying or using, but. It was so far, like, it wasn't current with the things that were in the new storylines already. You know what I mean? Well, if he just sends me this stuff, I'll write his fucking crap. <laughs> I mean, you know, how hard can it be to, be write, to write wrestling stories, Casey? I, I don't know. It's been pretty pretty damn good lately. Anyway, AEW has been really good. Really good lately. If they want to bring back the Attitude Era. I'm their guy. I'll write them some stuff. <laughs> Well, AEW on uh, TNT and TBS, they uh, they allow blood. I don't think the other, I don't think WWE allows blood anymore. Well, then I won't write for WWE. McMahon can write his own stuff. <laughs> there will be blood. There will be all kinds of bodily fluids if I'm writing for it. <laughs> so going back to the right, the strike a little bit here. So. Is there any end in sight? Have you have you read anything about that? The only thing I saw was that the the big uh, studio execs said uh, 
we'll just wait them out till they start losing their houses and apartments. And then they'll come back. And I mean, honestly, that's how a strike works. Yeah. When like our last contract, when we were negotiating, I said, okay, I have exactly enough money in my bank account to be on strike for three hours. So uh, I'm signing whatever they put in front of me. That's <laughs> the rest of you motherfuckers did the same thing. We almost just got another spit take there. Yeah. Holy shit, that was funny. <laughs> so, quite honestly, Casey, I really don't know what the hell the big deal is. Just pay the writers, get them back on board. You know, except for whoever wrote Dial of Destiny. I'm pretty angry with them. You know, Tell but, me about it, man. I'm I'm probably not going to ever. If I do watch it, it'll be on my phone probably much later uh, down the road. As always, I went and saw it in the theater with my kid. And uh, the first 20 minutes is fantastic. I know a lot of people are bitching like, uh, you know, the de-aging thing they did with, with Ford. And uh, like, his oh, he sounds like an old man. And he moves like, well, he's fucking 80-something years old. Of course, he moves <laughs> like an old dude with his young face pasted over it. But the first 20 minutes is cool. It's him. It's him fighting Nazis. And then you start getting into the, the fucked up part of this movie where. And look, I know it makes me sound like a dinosaur. But that goddamn Phoebe Waller bridge is a fucking Mary Sue in this movie. And it's annoying as fuck listening to her talk about how she's awesome at everything. She talks down to Andy. She tells him how beautiful she is. Everyone thinks she's beautiful. This is, okay, fine. It makes me look like she, she's not pretty. She looks like a fucking ostrich when she runs. She jumps from building to building in heels. This is the first I'm hearing this because I've heard a bunch of reviews about this movie. and uh, Not a bunch. I've heard a couple. This is the first I'm hearing anybody. I don't even know who this is. I didn't even know there was a girl in it. Her name is Helena, and she's the godchild of Indy, which we've never heard of her before, but now she's the godchild. But she's perfection. She actually leaves him for dead at least twice in this movie. What? Yeah. Like, literally, Nazis are killing people, and she chains him up. Like, she locks the door and runs off without him after she takes the thing, the dial of destiny from him. So, okay. So... I saw the what was the last one? Kingdom of Skull, King the Skull, yeah, Crystal Skull, yeah, yeah, Crystal Skull. Uh, so like I thought that was a great movie until it was not, you know what I mean? Until it was like the fake movie, and he was old, like he was an old indie then. So like, what is the Dial of Destiny? Is it is it something not real? Like, is it not? Because that's what I always liked about the old Indiana Joneses, even though it was a little far fetched. It was all, you know kind of possible so the other movies the first three actually are all religious artifacts so like in this one in the beginning you think it's going to be the uh that thing they stabbed jesus with the fucking spear or whatever it was but they do a side twist and now it's actually the dial of destiny which is some archimedes bullshit for time travel time wait so wait wait, wait. so they they name the movie The Dial of Destiny, but they make you think that it's going to be. Well, yeah. In the first part, they're looking, they're like chasing the spear. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, all these artifacts are fake that the Germans have, all of them, except for this one The Dial of Destiny. And then, uh, what's his name? The, the bad guy in this movie, Mads. He takes a goddamn, you know, them things on trains with the lights, the little poles that you drive that are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He takes one of those to the fucking face in this movie. Oh, on top of the train. Oof, off he goes. He's back later in the movie. Like nothing ever <laughs> happened. Like what the fuck? Should have been cut in half. That would have decapitated. That should have been like Dennis Hopper in Speed. When he took his fucking head off. This dude's like, nope, I'm I'm King Nazi. But there's a, there's a lot of weird shit. Like it's 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 poorly written. It's Kathleen Kennedy's fault. I'm not even gonna lie. I hate Kathleen Kennedy. Did AI write this movie, right? No, I think she wrote this movie. <laughs> and, and she's an idiot. Well, I don't know. I don't know. This, this, these are now two women that I don't know that you mentioned. So Kathleen Kennedy has been around forever. She was part of Lucas Films. George Lucas discovered her. Uh, I think Spielberg was the one who made the offhanded comment recently about he remembers when she used to bring him coffee. Like he kind of backhanded the comment to her. But uh, so eventually she got this power as she moved through the company and uh, pure speculation. I think she was banging George. I think that's how Mm. she, but that's speculation. I don't want to get hammered on for slander or anything like that. But uh, eventually when George sold the company to uh, Disney, he didn't realize that she was going to backstab him and try and destroy every property he ever created. She's behind the star Wars movies that came out where the, the young brunette is the most powerful woman in the world and talks down to, you know. Okay. I remember Bill talking about this before now. Yeah. When he, when he was talking about the star Wars stuff. Okay. So now we have Indy. Uh, we have a British brunette who talks down to Indy and is now the super most smart character in the whole fucking world. And it's like, God damn it. I watched this woman whose arm is no thicker than this pen I'm holding. Knock a dude out with a punch. Unrealistic. From a moving vehicle while they were in different vehicles. Her arm, she, oh my God. I watched her in the dark in the rain on a motorcycle catch up to a plane, jump off onto the landing gear in the dark in the rain and climb up into the plane. Come on. It's unrealistic. And they made Harrison Ford's character look like a douchebag old man who's miserable. It's such a horrible way to send Indy off into the sunset. It's like, so they, they made him himself. Kind of. But not really. Like, it's even worse, though. Like, at least Harrison Ford doesn't give a fuck. The character that they turned him into was like, I just wish I was dead. Oh, my God. I hate everything. That's that. I mean, they turned him into an old man, and that's not it. But yeah, so she's like a superhero that can do no wrong. And then all of a sudden, at the end, she suddenly cares about Indy after she's left him for dead twice, insulted him the whole fucking movie. (laughs) No thanks. And there's time, there is legitimate time travel in this movie. Fucking time travel. Come on. Oh, and a small child who's never flown a plane flies a plane (laughs) and is capable of landing it because he learned in a bar talking to a pilot because he had like cups and shit set up. And he was explaining to him how you fly a plane in a bar for like four minutes. And now all of a sudden everybody's calling him Brown Shorter Rounder because he's like Phoebe Waller-Bridge's sidekick. Uh Uh-huh. He's like the new short round. Oh, my God. Except he's completely unlikable. (laughs) 
and I keep hoping he would get killed, but he doesn't. Spoiler alert, sorry. Fucking A. It's bad. Now, in fairness, I will say, I saw Crystal Skull in the theater, and I fucking hated it. I was very angry with the Mutt character. Okay. And then, eventually, my son, we started watching Braves of the Lost Ark and stuff. So we get to the end of Last Crusade, and he goes, is there any more movies? Because I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he, I go, yeah, there's another one. <laughs> so I pop it in. You're trying to hide it from him? Yeah. So we start watching it, and I actually enjoyed it because I went into it no longer expecting a good movie. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. So I had fun with it, but I don't envision this one being a fun movie watching Indy in his underwear go to yell at his neighbors for their music being too loud. So let me ask you this. You want to see it with your son. How old is he? He's 11. Oh, 11. Did he like it? He said he enjoyed it, but after the first 20 minutes, when it turned into the, the, the Helena story, and it was a lot of city stuff. It wasn't like a typical indie movie where it's in the desert or all over the place. There's a lot of city stuff in this one, and he goes... Boy, this is kind of dragging. Because it's a two and a half hour movie. Oh, wow. And there's a lot of crap they could have cut out and got this thing down to that sweet, sweet hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. Basically, they could have took Helena out of this fucking movie and I'd have been happy. <laughs> he could have been just talking to dead air. The car could have been driving next to him where she was supposed to be, just a racer. Maybe they can CGI that, just fix this movie. I still think they should have done the Chris Columbus version, um, the monkey guy, where he goes to the jungle to retrieve something. But there's like a, a he's in Scotland when the, the script opens. He's in Scotland. He's he's actually uh, there's ghosts in this fucking castle he's taking care of. And then he goes to the jungle and there's like a Nazi with a machine gun arm and shit and sentient monkeys with rifles running around in the jungle. There's pirates. There's a pirate. Wait. There's what awesome. is this? What are you talking about? Where is this where is this all coming from? So right after Temple of Doom, they asked Chris Columbus who wrote like he was involved with like Home Alone and shit like that. Yeah. Uh he's he's wrote a lot of shit. So they asked him to write a an indie movie, and that's what he wrote. He wrote Indiana Jones and the Monkey God. So he's off to the jungle to do this. They didn't make that movie. Or no, it was bef- it was either before Temple or right no, it was right after Temple because they, re- they didn't want to go dark because Temple was kind of dark. And they said, yeah, you're, there's some dark shit in your movie. So they went a different direction and did uh, The Last Crusade. So there's actually parts in Crystal Skull that they stole from that script, like the monkeys and shit swinging through the vines and crap. Yeah. Like it makes no sense in Crystal Skull because there's no reason for the monkeys to know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> like they're attacking bad guys and shit. Well, that's because they lifted it from a script where the monkeys actually knew what the fuck was going on. So, uh, it would have been a fantastic movie. There's, uh, I still wish they'd make it. I'm a big proponent of bringing Leonardo DiCaprio in to play Indy. He's the right age to take over. He's in his fifties, you know, and throw it back to the thirties. Cause the biggest problem with trying to move Indiana Jones into the fifties and sixties, he's a pulp action hero. Pulp action heroes are from the 30s. Right. 
So you're putting him in this, and he's in the same fucking costume, by the way, in the 60s. Oh, my God. So you're thinking that you, I mean, you would be okay with them completely rebooting this? Yeah, but not pretending like the other movies didn't happen. Like with Batman, you know how the the first four Batman with uh, Keaton and Val and George, they didn't go, whoa, we got to start over and do the whole fucking thing from the beginning because we got a new Batman. They just kept going. That's what they yeah. did. Just come out, have Leonardo be fucking Andy, and set it back in the 30s where it makes goddamn sense for him to be like an action hero. Or if you want to set it in the 50s and 60s, get him a new goddamn outfit. Nobody dressed like that in the 50s and 60s. Right. No. Big fucking fedora and shit. <laughs> so going back to like that that script that, that Christopher or Chris Columbus wrote, is that something that studios could do now with the strike and the shutdown? Could they like I mean yeah. I have two scripts right here, like sitting right here that are movies that could be made. And so like could I mean I'm sure that there's like hundreds of thousands of those that studios bought and never made. Yeah. Uh could they do that? Could they I would imagine they can do that because they're buying up probably a bunch of shit movies right now. They're like, uh, well, we got to release something. So what do we got? I I got a movie about a dude who went fishing. Well, how'd it turn out? He went fucking fishing. Caught some fish. At the, at the end of the three hour movie, he catches a fish and he's happy. Yeah. Fuck it. We got nothing else. <laughs> guess we're, guess we're making gone fishing. <laughs> What's the Holy scene? shit, man. Well, in the sequel, he catches two fish because it's part two. <laughs> the second one is a little bigger. Yeah, there's a, there's some some tension though in the second one because he gets his hook caught in a tree. Speaking of uh, going fishing, I saw on Facebook uh, you you took you and your son on the, our little vacation. You went fishing, right? Yeah, we went we went camping for a night, and uh, me and him like the fish, and uh, I caught none. He caught like six, so that's always a fun time. how does uh how did the camping go was uh because like i've i've tried like my nephew back in pennsylvania he would come up now he lives right around the corner and he's much older but when we lived in pennsylvania my girlfriend had a like big pretty big big property and he said uh because i had a tent he was like let's go camping so i set the tent up and it's like literally like 25 feet away from the back door you know and we were out there for like 15 minutes and like a cicada made a noise and he's like, uh, I'm going to go inside and get something. And he never came back out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like, how is your son's 11? So how, how does, uh, does he so, dig it? So last year he, we went camping same place and he was all like pissed off. and like, I want to go home. I don't want to sleep out here. This is stupid. So we had a two man tent last year. So this year I'm like, you know what? Fuck that tent. So I bought this eight man tent for the two of us that's like six foot six i can yeah. walk around in the whole thing my head never touches the ceiling so i'm like yeah fuck yeah i got this great tent it says one man setup on the front i open this fucking thing up the instructions are for two people i'm like god damn it so now me and my 11 year old are trying to set up a tent that's over both our fucking heads <laughs> and i'm just mad as fuck at this point and it's 83 degrees and I'm in the, the sun, and I'm I'm like, thank God I go tanning, because I'd be getting fucking burnt right now. 
So paint, wait, paint the picture for me. Did you, so like what type of campsite is it? Do you, do you have to hike in? Like, do you have a bunch of stuff? No, it's, it's, it's basically six minutes from where I live. It's a campsite. They have campers that live there all the time, but they have what they call this, uh, the primitive camping sites, which is no electrical. So you, you can get one of those five spots. It's like 35 bucks for a night. It's super cheap. It's super fun. They got a little pond where you can go fishing. You can burn shit. So, uh, load my car up with a bunch of crap, more shit. I spent way more money than I should have <laughs> for one night. For one Dude, night. That's the way it always goes, man. Like for yeah. dinner that you could have eaten out for like 55 bucks or whatever for two yeah. people to make that is, is always so much more expensive. It always, that's just the way shit goes. You'll probably, hopefully you'll use this stuff again though. Oh, I'll use it. I mean, every year, cause now this is second year. So I spent way more money than I should have last year. So I, and this year, so by next year, I should probably have like people with fucking feather things that I hired to, to fan me while I put up the tent. But this fucking tent took me like an hour to fucking get get up and erect. And uh, and I'm hot and I'm mad and I'm drinking. And uh, he's like fishing the whole, you know, after he helped me, he starts fishing. And I'm like, all right. Can you park right next to the? You can park right there. So your car and cooler and all that stuff's right there, yeah. right? Yeah, everything's right there. It's it's cool. I like it. So then we start fishing. He immediately, he, he doesn't catch anything immediately, and he gets mad. It's like I hate fucking fishing. This is <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's 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 ninety fucking degrees. The fish aren't hungry. They're hiding because it's hot. So once the the sun came over a little bit and the shade was on the water he started just snagging fish left and right and i'm like all right but i like i don't let him take him off the hook because of the fins oh yeah and i keep telling him you can't grab this thing with the fins up you got to push him down and he's like well i want to try it and i'm like no because i know what you're gonna do <laughs> you're gonna grab it with the fins and i'm gonna have to take you to the hospital to get stitches we're not doing that we're, we're camping so <laughs> but uh yeah so I brought uh, I brought some uh, Italian subs and shit that I got at Giant Eagle because they're fucking delicious and it's easier to nice. make food. And then we cooked like hot dogs on the fire and shit. You know, nice. It's it's fun, and I'll tell you, I like the big tent because two man tent, you're in there and it's tight. You're it's tight. Fuck. <laughs> it's tight, and when it's hot, yeah. <laughs> so I got, it's even fucking. It's even hotter. So yeah, I got air mattresses and shit and all that. Nice. So yeah, so next year, like I said, I'm gonna get some grape, some grape wielding women and fanboys. While I'm and actually, I'm just gonna make them put the tent up. I'll just have I'll have somebody set my whole campsite up before I get there. Nice. I have a couple of dudes just show up and set all my shit up, and I'll just drive in like I did, take pictures of me, like pretending to bang in the last steak. <laughs> Like I'm doing man shit out here. We actually just found a place on um, scrolling through Instagram. I found a place in Tampa. Actually, I didn't find it. Barbara found it. I think it's in Tampa. It's like three, four hours away from here. But it's actually like that. They call it glamping where they have like it's basically like a little shed that they fixed up to make like look like a little cabin or whatever. Yeah, like my. Um, yeah, it's very I mean, it's very small. It's nothing, you know. It's nothing crazy. It's like probably about the size of that six man tent. Uh, it just looks cooler than a tent, you know. Yeah. Um, 
and it, there might be air conditioning. I'm not. I'm not sure, but uh, it's pretty cool. Something we're going to check out in the, in the future. Yeah, the next time we go, I'm going to ask them how they feel about generators. Because I might drop a fucking generator in there and run air air conditioning and shit in the tent, and just be like, man, you know, hey, it's loud. <laughs> yeah, well, they make those tent. They make those tent air conditioning air conditioners now. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think I can survive. Like, I don't even turn the air, I don't have the air conditioning out of my apartment. It's fucking hot as shit. You know what I do, Casey? I, I'm teaching my son tricks, life hacks. Drink beer. Well, what I do is, is I call my friends and I go, "What are you doing?" Oh, <laughs> you go to there playing video games. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab some some uh, pizza or something. I'll be over in a little bit, and I <laughs> stay there and I watch the temperature until it starts to drop, and then I'm like, "Oof, I gotta go, man. Cool seeing you." i go that's a life hack right there bro you get go to your buddy's house hang out there till the sun goes down you go back open up the windows save yourself some cash yeah use their air conditioner (laughs) smart if they're not paying attention you just sleep on their couch when they go to bed (laughs) don't even worry about (laughs) get a little nap in get a little nap in you know grab some toilet paper take it home whatever you got (laughs) Don't tell them to steal. <laughs> you can afford toilet paper. That's a life hack, though. <laughs> That's a, well, if you're gonna don't steal from your friends, go to the, the uh, go to the Home Depot, right? Home Depot or the gas station down the road. Yeah, well, Home Depot has good toilet paper, so that's you know you got. He used to have this thing when he was little, and he doesn't believe me because you know everybody shits at home. Nobody wants to shit in public unless they actually absolutely have to. Yeah. When he was younger, I would say, did you go to the bathroom before we left? He said, yeah. Immediately, everywhere we went, store, restaurant, he'd be like, I got a crap. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So he's like, well, he'd go in and he'd be like, I just want to see how the bathroom was. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's crazy. That's the last place I want to check out. Dude, so a couple uh, bathroom stories. <laughs> so in an airport, sometimes I have to go to the restroom. And sometimes the stalls are filled. So you have to stand there like an asshole and wait for a, a stall to open up. And then you sit down and the seat's all fucking warm. I mean, it's not it's not pleasant at all to be standing in the bathroom. Apparently, your son liked to, to do it. But... Yeah. So, like, my favorite thing is when you're standing there and there's, like, two or three people standing there waiting and somebody else walks in and they walk right in front of you and they go and check every stall and and they go, oh, are you guys waiting to use the bathroom? It's like, oh, no, we just like hanging out in a fucking bathroom. (laughs) So, so I will tell you this. This is a good bathroom story. Now, this is before I was a supervisor at work. So, if anybody from work is listening, this was before I was part of the management team. So this old dude we worked with, always shitting, always nasty. And we only had one stall at that time before we had to, uh, the whole building got redone and shit and the bathroom got fixed. But we only had one stall and he was always in there. So one day we got pissed off. So we took a pair of shoes and we put them in front of the toilet <laughs> and, we, and we locked the door. So that it, it looked like somebody was sitting in there. in there. So he went in there. And he kept banging on the door. Like, come on, hurry up. I'm going to shit. I swear to God, Casey, he's shitting the urinal. 
Oh my god. Yep. He came out and he said, I don't know who the fuck's in there. <laughs> They're an asshole. I shit in the urinal. I'm going home. <laughs> wow. And then, and then we immediately, when we saw him come out, we had to run in there and get the shoes and unlock the door and everything so we didn't look like we did it, you know? Right. We, we get in there and it's like, holy fuck, this dude shit in the urinal. And he just left it like that and went home. He didn't clean it up. Oh no! Like there were days, there were days, there were days where he would go to the management and go, "I shit my pants. I'm going home." The first one's technically your fault. He should have just fucking let the guy take his shit. Jesus, obviously he has a problem. <laughs> obviously, is he still working there? No, he's he's long gone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want to, all right, one more that, and this is it about that. But the absolute worst, the absolute worst place to go to the bathroom. You want to know? I do know. It's a concert outdoors in a porta potty or a sporting <laughs> event. Okay. <laughs> I can top that. That is, that is. And then try that one on on LSD. That's that's really fun. Uh, in prison, in front in front of someone who speaks no English. zero English. <laughs> so I just had to go. Uh, please, please turn around. <laughs> please don't bash my head in while I'm on the fucking toilet. Yeah, that one was that one that one wasn't fun. Yeah. Now but, I will, <laughs> I will say this: the dude with the shitting problem, uh, his boss he hated his boss, so he would watch him. He would go. His boss would go to the vending machine and he would get the Fritos. Okay, <laughs> so this guy every day would go to the vending machine and buy all the goddamn Fritos. And then he'd watch to see what he'd buy next. <laughs> and then he'd buy all of those. So the one day he buys all this fucking chocolate ding dong things. And he goes to me, he goes, Hey, you got to help me eat these. I'm diabetic. I'll die. <laughs> I go, why the fuck did you buy him? He goes, well, because he wanted them and I hate him. So I was like, all right. So it turns out years later, I'm talking to that guy and he goes, what are you talking about? I don't like Fritos. I go, why do you buy them all the time? He goes, it's for the secretary. <laughs> he wasn't even buying them for himself. It was for the fucking secretary. And this dude's buying them all thinking he's sticking it to him. <laughs> well, he was still, I mean, he couldn't buy them for the secretary. So he's still, still fucking him. But it was her money. It was, <laughs> oh. was, he'd be like, hey, I'm going to the vending machine. You want anything while I'm out there? And, oh, my God. And she'd be like, yeah, can you grab me some Fritos? And then he'd go back and be like, hey, no fucking Fritos. Somebody They're gone. They're all gone. What else you like? Doritos? Okay. Then the next thing, those would all be gone. <laughs> and so he, and he never knew that this other guy was doing it? Because obviously, I mean, he probably walked by there and saw that there were Fritos in there at one point during the day. Neither one of them knows that I, I know the connection between those two points. Neither one of them actually knows what the hell happened. I'm the only person who knows. When the criminal justice system fails, it fails hard. Innocent lives are ruined, guilty perpetrators go free, and communities suffer. 
But what if we told you that the flaws in the criminal justice system run deeper than you think? Join us on the Broken System podcast as we explore the cracks in the criminal justice system. From racial biases to wrongful convictions, we'll investigate the issues that are driving our justice system to the brink of collapse. We'll bring you the stories of those who have suffered under the broken system and the experts who are fighting to make things right. Together, we'll ask the tough questions and demand real change. Are you ready to take a closer look at the flaws in the criminal justice system? Tune in to the Broken System podcast, available now on all major platforms. Have you been on TikTok lately? Yeah, every day. I fucking waste at least an hour. Have you seen this fucking bullshit? No. So there's this thing now where people go on there and they just sit there like this and they call it the NPC fucking retard thing. And they go like this and people send them money like in roses and shit. And they pretend to be AI and they go, oh, a rose. And then they smell it and then they go back to doing this. And every time somebody sends them something, they keep doing it. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, this is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. This is, they're literally, but none of them do it the same. Like some of them are going like this. Some of them are going like this. And I'm like, why are people giving them money? Should we try it? Well, I mean, we have a TikTok. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we need money. The only way this would be fun is if they were sending, like, if they're like, oh, there's an eggplant. <laughs> Oh, two more eggplants. <laughs> That's here problem. comes some water. Oh, Jesus, more eggplants. Splashes. Yeah. That's the only way it would be funny. Well, it's the same as like the, I guess, well, I, I don't know if it's the same, but it's reminds me, I guess, of people giving money for that ASMR shit. The, oh, yeah. yeah, the. Yeah. I don't understand that as a fetish. Like I don't either. Like if I was with a woman, the last thing I want her to do is like go like take your pants off. What? I can't <laughs> just yell at me. Take your pants off, fuck face. Don't whisper it at me. I'm hard of hearing. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't understand. There's so much stuff I don't understand. As far as I can tell, that's like a beta male thing. Like, they just like, I don't know. It's just creepy as fuck. But I guess, uh, you know, going to have to start yeah, but, a fan and start whispering to gay dudes and be like, take your pants off. Come yeah, on. but if that was the thing, if, you were, if it was for a beta male thing, wouldn't you want the other person to be, tell, like, like you said, yelling at you? I don't know. I don't understand it at all. <laughs> I don't know who would be turned on by some woman whispering and making funny noises with her mouth. Like <laughs> they're not even like gobbling noises. Like, you know, like I could get that. I could get behind, like if it was like a sucky noise or something, but it's like they're eating chips or something. You're my connection to the now, right? You're the one that does the news. You're supposed to I know. know this. Stuff. <laughs> I, I know this. <laughs> I can. And if anyone's just listening, Ray is like, I'm not sure. You're not actually touching your nipples, are you? You're just no, you take your... your hands and you look like, like you know, we, like uh, we sports. Yes. Like all the characters are like bouncing in the background, like the the AI NPCs in the background and the the bowling alley and shit. Yes. yes. That's, what that's what they're imitating. 
and people are giving them fucking money to do it, Casey. I think you should try it. Record when we're finished here. We have another 15, 20 minutes here. When we're finished, record a couple of those up, send them over, and I'll post them to our TikTok, well, and we'll see if. No, you got to do it live. That's the- oh, oh, it's a live thing. You can't. It's not a. No, because you have to keep up with the things that they're sending to you. Oh, right. Okay. You do like hearts. If they send you hearts and you, if they send you poop, you got to shit. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> is going on well, I, we're not uh, we're not monetized on TikTok yet. So we have to we have to come up with some other things before we can do that. Mm-hmm. I'll just have to go. Our some own. of this stuff. On, have you ever scrolled through the TikTok live stuff? I, I, dude, I cannot tolerate it. I've seen other people's TikTok feeds, um, like my buddy, <laughs> my buddy Robert from uh, Metalhead Journeys. Yes, he's the one who showed me this, and he's like, "Look at this! My TikTok feed is full of this." And I'm like, "How do I make money doing that?" So, so every night at TikTok, I always see, and I, I never watch it long enough because it's so weird. I don't know where it is, but there's always this Asian lady. And she just, there's like a big open warehouse behind her. And she's always sitting next to like a human robot type thing. And it's all, it's just like sitting there, like doing things. Like Hmm. it's very strange. I don't know. I'm ready to just start an OnlyFans and just make fucking feet videos. Well, if your feet are as tan as as your fucking shoulders are. My ass is as tan as my shoulders, bro. Oh, but you got to start one. Yeah. Come on, man. Start bringing in a little bit, bit of money here, man. Yeah. I got to come up with a name for it, though. Uh, Mike Honcho. Uh, deluxe. <laughs> deluxe Bodhead Edition. Do you remember, I'm sure you've seen uh, Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights, right? Yeah. When when Ricky Bobby was in the hospital and John C. Riley came up to you or came up to him and he's like going in and out of consciousness. He's like, I used to take my money. Off. I used to take my clothes off for money. I used to spread my butt cheeks. My name was Mike Honcho. So you can use that name. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I could I could reenact movie scenes. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. All right. What else did you do, Ray? While uh, while we were off, anything exciting? Uh, I went to the tattoo parlor. Got me a new. Oh, tattoo. that's right. I got a little ink. That was fun. Now I saw a picture. I wanted to talk to you about this on the podcast. I didn't want to text you about this. I saw you posted a picture of your tattoo. You sent it to me, and then a day or so later, you posted another picture i think and you were very red like that you had just gotten some sun is that is that okay to do that oh i don't i don't listen to what they tell me so when i got the big when i got this one they yeah. told me to leave that thing on it for like i don't know four days or five days or whatever i pulled that thing off leaving at <laughs> two there was blood everywhere ink they everywhere. tell you well, it is the Necronomicon, right? So you got to make it look a little more authentic. It's fine. But same with this thing. I love because the tattoo artist did is a friend of mine. And she said, you could at least leave it on for one day. Two days would be perfect, but whatever. So I left it on until the next morning. When I, when I was in the shower, that, that fucking thing came up. But uh, 
This one was a lot better. Uh, didn't didn't hardly bleed at all. The the green color in it. Um, I'm having a tough time getting that to heal, but all the other colors are great. But uh, it's actually, if you look behind me, it's the back cover of this one. Nice. So that's the image. Awesome. Yeah, and I'll post the picture too. For yeah. there it is. I'll post a better picture of uh, of it. Uh, yeah, there's anybody the, watching. I got that. I happen to love the Queers. Great band. Good stuff. That's a cool little, uh, cool little um, cover there too for your, for hanging it on the wall. Is yeah, that for hanging it on the wall, or did you just no, add sticky no. things to a? I, I stuck Velcro on the back. <laughs> stuck it on the wall. I don't know how I'm going to fix that when I move, but. <laughs> That's what I just had to do over at my uh, my nephew just moved out of his uh, apartment in Tallahassee and moved to da- uh, right outside of Dallas for a job. And I had to go spackle all kinds. I was like telling these kids, I'm like, for one, they, they want to put tape on the back of their posters. I'm like, you're going to ruin your posters. There's so many posters that I've fucking lost over the years that, by taping them from when I was a kid. And then you're also going to pull the shit off of the of the wall because they tell you that that those non-stick things are they're gonna peel right off the wall it never does it peels the paint right off the fucking wall yeah well technically it says easy to remove (laughs) yeah that's which it it is it just brings half the wall with it (laughs) this is true this is true but yeah that's what i did i went to the tattoo shop uh it's fun because she's got a new puppy and the puppy kept jumping around, so it took a little longer, but the puppy was cool. I cool. Like, it was fun. I got. Uh, I just sent her a message today about the next two, because uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, making appointments. Yeah. So I just sent her a message. said, hey, if you have any cancellations for a 4 o'clock appointment, I can be there at 5. <laughs> <laughs> and she just said, okay. So um, yeah, the next next one I'm getting the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons Amber Sand, the old '70s one, with the dragon on one leg on the calf, and then I'm getting the Elvis TCP on the other leg. Nice. So that's the oh, yeah, yeah. So is this like a little, this is a little addiction? Will we going down the line here, deluxe edition? Where are we going to eventually see you covered? I, I do believe so because. Uh, this is a lot of shit that I wanted for years. And you know, when you're married, some, there's another person involved in your financial decisions. <laughs> and since I am separated now, I, there's no one controlling me. Yes. My bank account's suffering. Cause I spent money on stupid shit. Like I just, Casey, I love Dungeons and Dragons. I have 600 dice. 600 dice. My son has over 100 just his own. Holy fuck, dude. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know. Yeah. I just, there... You need six to play. Okay. You need six. So I are have, they different? There's Well, there's six different types. But I have 100 of each type just because. But are they? Are, so, like, I don't so, know. I don't so, know how to, like, even compare it to something. So, like. The oh, dice, yeah. they might be the same style or whatever, but are they, are they like, did somebody make this one or, you know what I mean? All right. So here's the difference. It's a different color. <laughs> you got three six-sided dice that are white. Okay, Casey? Yep. And I come along and say to you, how'd you like a purple one? 
give me a dollar, I'll give you a purple one. And you're like, fuck yeah, I love purple. So then you buy that, and I come back a week later, and I go, I got some green ones and blue ones, too. And this one's see-through. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I just bought another 130 fucking dice just for the hell of it. Oh, my God, Ray. I don't have an adult supervising me anymore. Well, all right. So let me just scroll this camera up here. Maybe maybe you haven't seen this here in a while, but yeah, all that I have hundreds of dollars worth of evil Knievel toys and yeah. wrestling figures, and so I, I know I know exactly what you're talking about, buddy. Yeah, you know, you see something online, you're just like, I got to have it. Yeah. yeah, and like the thing is, I don't know with me, but um, we talked about this with Tommy Chong, and I did get rid of all my roaches that I had at my knees here when I showed Tommy Chong all my roaches. So that was a thing. Like before, when I was a kid, like I didn't have money to get all this shit. You know what I mean? And now, right, I do, so- and I see something and I want it, and I'm like, oh, I gotta have that. It's completely yeah. unnecessary, but I yeah. fucking need well, it. It's just like the books. The D&D books, I couldn't afford them as a kid, and I had to borrow other people's and shit. So now, like, uh, the one version, there's, like, different versions. I have, like, so many fucking books. And, like, the Pathfinder core rule book. I only need one. I have four. And they're 50 bucks a piece. But I have four of them for no fucking reason. All right, so... With and the they're, books, they're all identical. Okay, so they don't even have a different cover on them. Nope, they're all, all right. Because because I was thinking, like with comic books, I don't have any here. They're all somewhere else. Yeah. But like, yeah, there are like the older versions from the seventies, like the first edition of indie books. I do have multiple covers and editions and stuff of those. And but it's it's not a healthy thing to to buy like this just because you want them. Like, oh, that was another thing I bought recently. I bought a pop, uh, old timey popcorn maker with the kernel thing on top. Okay, I don't eat popcorn. <laughs> I like the smell of popcorn, so I make it, put it in the bowl, let it the smell fill up the room, and then I just fucking throw it away, or my kid eats it. It's... Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. If your son eats it, that's uh, one thing. But if you're just <laughs> I'm sure they probably make like how <laughs> they probably make like a candle that smells like popcorn that you could buy. Like you probably didn't need to buy. And I'm not saying I don't know how much you spent on this thing, but it probably costs more than a candle. Oh yeah, it costs more than a candle. <laughs> and then you also have to buy the popcorn that you're just throwing away. Oh, yeah. And I even put the butter on it so I get that nice buttery smell going through the apartment. And then I just, when it stops smelling good, I throw it out. Can you, can you next week, during our interview with Robert Palmer from uh, the Broken System podcast, can you uh, pop some popcorn behind you? I'll tell you what. I'll set it up behind me for that so that, you know, I can get that. Well, actually, technically, I should pop that shit before we do these things. It'll put me in a good mood. Hell yeah. As opposed to the shitty mood I'm always in, but it'll put me in a good mood. 
<laughs> I've never seen you in a shitty mood a, a couple times, but you, you break out of it. Um, speaking of the Broken System podcast, who we're going to have on next week, I completely failed to mention in our month absence uh, at the beginning of the show, we are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. Let's see, right here. You can find all the other great shows over at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And the podcasts of the month actually are the Broken System Podcast and Quad Pro Quo. So you're going to find out all about the Broken System next week. We'll talk to Robert uh, about that. And then uh, Quad Pro Quo, they're a podcast that uh, they talk about movies, all about movies. It's a bunch of neighbors. And uh, last week they do themed months. So last month, uh, July, was all of Arnold movies, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. So not really sure what August is going to bring us, but check them out over at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. All right. Ray, you want to know what I did? What did you do? So I went on a cruise. Yes, I saw some pictures. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. First first ever cruise I've ever been on. It was uh, were you ever on a cruise? No. You know why? So yeah, why? Tell me. I don't like traveling. That's right. Why would I go anywhere? I'm from Cleveland. I live in the greatest <laughs> place on earth. Can you actually swim? Well, yeah, absolutely. Okay. There, there are multiple times. There's like you, there's a pool. There's several pools on the boat. Yeah. Um, and then at the ports, different ports, you can do these, like they call them excursions. Right. Um, where you can book it through the cruise and then they take you like the ones. This is the ones that we did. Like we went on a Jeep to these. Uh, they're called the Virgin Gordo Baths. And then you had to climb over some rocks and shit down to the beach. Uh, it was beautiful, though. Beautiful. Um, I, you know, we didn't do any, like, we didn't get off of the boat and, like, go off on our own anywhere. We did all the excursion stuff just because some of, the, like, the Dominican Republic, I don't think, is the safest place, you know? You, you didn't try any, like, romancing the stone type bullshit? You didn't get out there no. and break her heels off and have her bitching at you and shit? <laughs> no. No, if it was like if it was like me and you probably like getting off the boat, like I would like go on an excursion so like without paying for it, you know what I mean? Like go and talk to the locals, get in a cab somewhere, but end up without our kidneys in a tub. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, I mean, dude, we're gonna have to cut these actors are fucking canceling because of the strike. We're gonna need something to talk about. Well, that's true. What what's a kidney go for on the open market? Because I think I could probably take one out myself and cut the middleman out. I don't have to go to the Dominican Republic. We we can talk about that off air. Let's. All I right. mean, we don't need money that bad just yet. I need more popcorn. <laughs> but yeah, my but yeah, buddy, man. My buddy Andy does this all the time. Now that he's divorced, he found out he has a bunch of ex- extra cash laying around now, and he goes on like two of these cruises a year now. He absolutely loves them. Yeah, we're already talking about going on one uh, during Christmas time. Uh, it was really, really cool. Um, we actually got my brother-in-law somehow became friends with the executive director of like the restaurants on board, and we had a private tour. Like this is something that you can pay for with like a, a group of people, but we had the private tour somehow. It's just me. Neeraj and his name was uh, Brito, 
Dennis Brito uh, of the galley of like the buffet floor, whatever. Mm-hmm. We like the galley is the entire back of the boat where the kitchen is. And it was dude, that was like out of the eight days that we were on the on the cruise, that was one of the coolest things that I got to see. Nice. Because it's crazy. Like how like I never expected, I never went into this with any expectations. Like I, like if we would have gotten if we would have walked up there and we would have had to like walk across a little plank to, into the boat, like that's that would have been I like I didn't know what to think, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, it wasn't like that at all. Getting off of the boat at one of the ports was like that. We just, it was like you walk right out of the side of the boat. It's pretty, it was pretty crazy. But like the amount of shit that's on this boat, I forgot to bring it in the room. I'll, I'll have to show you another time. But I actually, they had like, it wasn't glass blowing, it was kind of like glass molding. But I made like a glass flower. Yeah, yeah, I saw that flower. Yeah, well, oh, <laughs> kind of looks like something else, Casey. <laughs> I'll post a picture of it for yeah. everyone watching. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, near it, she made a heart, a uh, glass heart for his wife. But really cool. Like, I never, never expected something like, like that to be on. The, and then they had a big, giant screen up on that level, like where you could go watch movies at night. They had a putting green up there. We went to see this comedian one night, Sean Kent in the theater there they had like a big big ass theater on the boat it was crazy and then uh one of the nights we we went in for a couple songs they had a whitney houston impersonator uh one of the nights they had a uh elton john impersonator um and this is probably not how i should judge people based on why i want to go see them or not (laughs) but the elton john performer had a lot less followers than we do on Instagram. And I was like, yeah. So what you're saying is we could go on a cruise for free and eat the entertainment. Well, we could try. Definitely. Hey, I can, I can put a bow on some big dumb glasses and take a crack of some Elton John songs. And one of the other nights there was a magician, a magician slash comedian. And uh, I, I did not find him funny at all. It was I would it was not good. But overall I I had a really good time. It was it was fun. So do you think you could convince your girlfriend to go on a Captain Ron style cruise? You're gonna have to ex- explain to me what Captain Ron style cruise is. I know <laughs> is Kurt Russell in that. Yes, Kurt Russell, Martin Short. So basically they got this, like, it's like a boat, like a sailboat and they hire Captain Ron to take them out and show them how to sail it because they bought it. But uh, he's obviously hot and Martin Short's like all worried his wife wants to bang him and stuff the whole movie. But he gets him in all kinds of trouble with like gun runners and all kinds of cool shit. Would you be interested in something like that where I like adventure. Do you, do you think she could handle it though, or like no, <laughs> no? At one point, they end up in Cuba. I think no, dude. I was like, I you know, I smoked these. I have tried several times to quit these vape things uh, during our <laughs> partnership here on the podcast, um, 
so I took like, I don't know, I think three or four of these with me thinking that that would be enough. And it wasn't. So then like we were somewhere and I was like, there, there has to be weed on this island somewhere. We're in, you know what I mean? In the Dominican Republic or whatever. I thought one of these islands would have had legal weed. Apparently they don't. And I was talking to a buddy of mine who was on uh, his honeymoon in the Dominican Republic. And I was like, I text him and I said, um, hey, did you get any weed when you were in the Dominican Republic? And he goes, uh, I think the Coke dealer might have had some, but I'm not sure. And he goes, and that was a real shady situation. He's like, <laughs> I was like, you bought Coke in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. He's like, we had to get a taxi ride. And then we got dropped off somewhere and we walked through this big gym and there was a German shepherd tied to the wall inside the gym, just like barking his head off. <laughs> it's like, all right, nah, I'm good. Just Yeah, just drink some extra beers. You'll be yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, you know what? Another thing, like the the language barrier on the boat, like everyone is super nice, like really, really nice, but there's only two things you need to know in Spanish. Well, they're not all Spanish. But they all, like speak, it, they all speak Spanish. They might, but they all come from like way, like a lot of different places. Yeah. And for whatever reason, whenever I would ask for a Moscow mule at certain places, it would taste, I mean, it was a really good drink. I'm not saying it, it wasn't a good drink. But it, it tasted just like lemonade. It didn't taste anything like a Moscow mule. So I don't know where the. No, all you need to know is dos cerveza, por favor. <laughs> Donde está el baño, por favor. I would like el baño. And I want to know where the bathroom is. I knew. I know that I'm not a huge beer drinker. I have a beer on Sundays with you, but normally I drink Moscow mules. Um, well, or you would say you would say. Dos Moscow mules, por favor. And immediately say, Donde esta el baño, por favor. <laughs> the uh, you the night of the bathroom. They had bingo the one night, and I was, I had, uh, we had the classic drink package. I was drinking uh, Captain and Ginger that night. They were going down pretty good, too. Nice. Did they have karaoke on the boat? They they did. I'm pretty sure they did. They had like different things. Like at one night we were walking through and they had something with like a queen type sing along. It wasn't really karaoke, but they had um, and it wasn't even the full song. They would have a big screen up in front of like, uh, I don't know. There was like 75 to 100 people there and they would play. I think it was an actual band playing the song. Hmm. And then the people would sing in the crowd. And then, like, during that, they would just, like, go into a different song. It was really weird. Like, they wouldn't even play the whole song. Hmm. See, what I was thinking was you could have went to karaoke and done nothing but Elton John songs all night. (laughs) And then said, please follow me on Instagram at (laughs) at CaseyEltonJohn.com. Follow me everywhere that you would follow that other guy. And by the end of the night, you might have more followers than him and could have took a job and your cruise would have been free. Be working on the boat. Yeah. You could have been calling me and like, dude, I got this sweet gig. I'm not coming home. I'm not well, 
Oscar anymore. I'm Elton John. <laughs> I was thinking about that, like with the comedian. That it is a sweet gig because he only, I think, worked, you know, a couple nights, like two or three nights on the eight day cruise. He only did three gigs, hmm. and he was on the cruise for the entire time. Now, I don't know if he's allowed to bring his family or whatever, but yeah, he's pro- if he's a bad comedian, he's probably single. He probably spent most of the time in his cabin drinking and crying, <laughs> trying to make new jokes. He probably took his belt and his shoelaces from him before he went to his cabin every night. That's Sean Kent comedy at Instagram.com. Oh, man. All right, buddy. Let's, let's wrap this up here. We got to. Another couple minutes. So while I was on the cruise, I found out that that's why I'm wearing this shirt here. A buddy of mine from back in my wrestling days passed away. uh, The love bug. Uh, We wrestled for a company called the EWF. And he he, so smart, man. He went by every woman's fantasy. And uh, he was uh, he was a bigger dude. But he went always his build weight was a slim trim 185. And uh, it was great. Like when I wrestled, he was my first feud. And I'm almost positive that if you go back into the deluxe edition uh, archive, uh, one of the videos from the early days is uh, me and Bill talking about uh, one of my matches with uh, Martial Law and the Love Bug. They they went by Beauty and the Beast. And Martial Law is um, the host of Take on the World here on the deluxe edition network. And they they did a really cool thing for our hundredth episode that uh, yes that Love Bug was a part of, which uh, yep. I really appreciated. Still do, and they're that one eighty five is bullshit because I'm one ninety. There ain't no way Love Bug was one eighty five at any point in his career. <laughs> That's what made it fucking so good, man. That's what made it so so good and so funny. But uh, I went up for his funeral. Uh, I guess two weeks ago now and we were got to talking with a bunch of the guys we had a little bit of a reunion an unexpected reunion but we were talking about like how i kind of just disappeared from the wrestling scene back in the day like they were all wondering like kind of what happened to me and uh, i blame it on drugs and alcohol because i i really don't remember either um the one guy mongoose he was trying to make me feel better and he's like dude it's like you you know you went on and lived your life and it's like yeah my life of fucking drugs and alcohol well i was gonna say you went to bed and you had this vision of you on a roof <laughs> yeah, that... and a hammer yeah that was a and a straw up my nose <laughs> <laughs> but so since that, man, it really, like, I never realized that Bob, he was only uh, 48. That's five years older than me. Um, I never knew that he was just that uh, close in age to me. And uh, so, like, I've been really trying to get my shit together um, since he passed away. I haven't had any bread in, like, three weeks. Um, I'm really starting to work out more. And... I will post a picture here if anyone's watching, but August 27th in Albertus, Pennsylvania, they are going to have a tribute show to Robert Butts, the love bug, and Zach Lee will be making his return to the ring. Yeah. And if you don't know who Zach Lee is, uh, that was my wrestling name. <laughs> 
So yeah. So so how are you doing on the intro song? Have you have you determined which one you like yet? Well, so that was what I was really thinking about. That so like there are going to be a lot of people there from when I did wrestle. Like it's going to be quite a big reunion for a lot of these guys you know martial laws stepping back into the ring he hasn't wrestled in seven years i haven't wrestled it like did last time i wrestled was 2001 <laughs> it's it's a long time ago <laughs> so um i i'm in much better shape i'm i'm getting healthier uh my stamina is my biggest problem like i have to work on uh probably you know laying off of the smoking weed so much every day but other than that, uh, pretty good. I, I'm, I've already had uh, talked to Dr. Tom Pritchard, who we're supposed to talk to here in September. And he's one of the best trainers in the United States for professional wrestling. And he told me that I could come during the week sometime for a day and uh, learn the basics again. So that's in Knoxville, Tennessee. I just have to uh, figure out when that's going to be before August 27th. And hope I don't shit my pants before I walk out of that curtain. But oh, going back to the entrance, the entrance music. So when I wrestled, my I I, I lived I lived my gimmick. I was a exactly. I wore a tie dyed shirt, jeans that had all kinds of holes and rips in them with tie dye. And my entrance music was uh, Eric Clapton's "Cocaine." So I was thinking about starting because uh, I have I know how to edit shit now. So I was actually thinking about like starting with that song so people know that it's going to be me from that time but then uh changing it into uh something different which mm-hmm. i'm not sure yet but this will all be recorded so uh if if i survive the august 27th i i will we'll, we'll post the video and we'll talk about it and all that stuff uh at a at another time yeah i've been sending you uh songs so you could pick from them i know <laughs> I know. There's a lot to. There's a lot of shit that's gonna go into this, man. I gotta f- find out what the fuck, what kind of shoes I'm gonna wear, what what outfit I'm gonna wear, how I'm gonna do my hair. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that goes into a pro wrestling match, man. Yeah, yeah. I think we need a reinvention. I think you need to be like you know uh, Mick Foley. Uh, I think you got to recreate yourself. <laughs> Well, I can tell you this. I am I am recreated because back then I had real long hair and I was addicted to cocaine. So things are going a little bit better right now. So like I think you should come out with a nail gun and a hammer and call yourself the roofer. The roofer. Just come out in jeans and work boots, no shirt, fucking nail gun and a hammer. Start nailing people with that fucking nail gun. Martial laws taking nails to the ass. Pow, pow, pow. Well, this is this is what I'm hoping to do. I've been really pushing for this. I when I wrestled, I was in a tag team most of the time with another guy named Adam Adam Miller. His, he went by the name of Adam Tood, and then we wrestled uh, Beauty and the Beast a lot, Martial Law, or yeah, Martial Law and the Love Bug. Um, so I'm hoping, and I've been pushing for this, that it's me and Adam Tood versus Martial Law and somebody. Actually, me and Adam Tood with someone else and then martial law this other guy mongoose and someone else so it's a six-man tag that way and tag team that way we each can do a lot less work you're gonna need a lot of extra nails for the gun 
you're going to have to bring the fucking the bag then where you're pulling shit out what, of it. Nail bag? Yeah, your nail bag, man. Are you listening to AEW? I'm writing this shit for you. It's easy. So you want to bring back the like the 90s characters, the 80s, like when they had the Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Doink. Like the when clown. they. Uh, yeah, uh, like the. Oh, that shit. <laughs> TLC matches. Like, literally, you're holding the nail gun. You know how you can do that? And you can fire the nails at people? Yeah. Yeah, you'll be doing that. Like, Michael be like, what the fuck is wrong with Casey? Why is he shooting me with nails? I don't want to hurt anybody. This is this is just for fun. Well, I mean, he's a good sport. We could, we could use it. Well, all right, we'll make it a Brad Nailer. <laughs> My, you'd insult Mike if you said, I was going to bring the nail gun, but, you know, I decided to bring the Brad Nailer. Dude, as crazy as that sounds, there are guys, and it actually really, like, he was one of the guys that I couldn't stand when AEW first started. Um, there's hardcore guys that they actually take nail, uh, not nail gun, staplers, mm-hmm. and they will take a dollar bill and hold it on the guy's forehead and staple it to their forehead. Hey, Steve-O on Jackass was stapling his nuts to his leg. So. <laughs> All right, right. All right, my <laughs> let's man. A, let's end it with that. August twenty seventh, come see me in Albertus. I'll I'll plug it again uh, before then. Um, next week, Robert Palmer with the Broken System Podcast will be our guest, and I'm not sure what's after that. Come check us out. We are back. Yeah, we're back. And you know what we did tonight, Casey? What's that, right? We have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that Deluxe Edition cannot be stopped. <laughs>